Thank you. Good morning. And I uh, just want to honor you guys as well for responding to the call that God's placed on your life. Not, for this, not just for this community of believers, but for this region. And to see and be part of God's kingdom being released in this region. My prayer is and continues to be, God, I just want to be where you are. And God is here. God is here. And it's not, that's not something to be taken lightly. Let's recognize that. As Pastor Hartley prayed last week, let's not only recognize that and realize that, but let's pray for one another. Lift our pastors to the Lord. Pray for them. Pray for one another. Do relationship well. Love one another. Because, friends, there's so much opposition happening in the world right now. There is so much opposition happening in the world right now against the things of God. It's real. God is doing so much, but the devices of the enemy are also undermining some of the things that he's doing. So be aware of that. Be aware of that. Lift each other in prayer. Your own personal walk with Jesus. Nourish it. We just had this time of worship. Do you know how significant that was? Oh, the Holy Spirit was breaking chains off. He was bringing release. He was bringing strength into your deep parts of your souls. It's incredible. So thank you. As Nat said, we've been here for about a year, a little bit over a year, and just loving being part of this family. Thank you for the grace of just welcoming us in. It's, uh, it's just a wonderful honor and privilege to be connected with what the Lord is doing. I did have... I sort of move a little bit in the prophetic and I just, in my, in my worship as well, and I feel like there's a word that I just want to share with you this morning. And, and uh, I just want to begin it by saying that we are in a time of acceleration. We are in a time of acceleration, but it's in the incremental shifts and it's in the posturing, the smaller posturings of the things of God. For a long time, we, we've been observing and entering into the big things of God, the big elaborate things, the, 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 big, the, big, the bigger extravagant type things. We're in a time, and that's awesome. We're in a time now, though, where the Lord is blessing and bringing favor to the small incremental shifts that we're making in our lives. I was talking to Maddie the other day. We were walking, and we were talking about starting from point A, and you only need to be out by like a degree or half a degree on your journey and you will go way, way, way off track as you move along that journey. So I want that to be something that you're aware of, that there is a, a favor and there is a blessing on those incremental shifts. So be aware of that and ask the Lord to show that. Lord, by your spirit, show me where I might just need to Shift a little bit to line up with what you're doing, to line up with how you're flowing at this time. Jesus, I speak that now over your people, over this company, community of believers, Lord, that there would be a shift. Lord, you would awaken our spirit to the shifts that you're doing in our lives. Lord, whatever needs to be changed and aligned, Lord, do that in our lives. Do that in our hearts, even this day, Lord, for this company of believers. 
Lord, I pray that as I speak, Lord, you would bless the words, you would anoint the words, anything of me, God, would fall away. Lord, may your spirit and your truth only be revealed to your people as we magnify Jesus in this place. In your mighty name, amen, amen. So as we just move into that, we will talk about the leaning in and the intimacy. But family, I just, I just really feel we can't kid ourselves when it comes to being distracted and being sort of pushed off track a little bit. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Paul wrote this, The God or the spirit of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The spirit of it. Now, you need to realize that when, when the apostle Paul wrote this, he was writing it in the context of his time. So he was recognizing that there were things happening in that time from the spirit of that age that was blinding the, the eyes of the unbelievers. But guess what? Paul also goes on to tell us that there is, well, in Ephesians, so it's a little bit, yes, the enemy prowls around looking for those who he can devour, those he can consume. So we're not immune to the devices of the enemy. And we don't want to give the enemy credit, but we need to be aware that we're not immune from the, whether you're an unbeliever or a believer, there is an attack that tries to come in. That's why we're encouraged to put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, the full armor of God will help. Actually, it's actually very, very helpful. It stops the the fiery darts of the enemies as, as they try to come through and find those chinks in our arm. They've got the sword, the shield. We must put on the full armor of God because the enemy will try and what? Will try and distract us. A lot of what's happening is done through distraction. And we sometimes think it's technology and social media apps, and it is, don't get me wrong. But it can be the smaller things, the unbelief that we may carry, the feelings of doubt or condemnation or hurt or offense. Those things can distract us. I remember when I was a kid, we were traveling in the car down to Victoria, all of my mums. I'm not sure, my sister Naomi, I'm not sure if you're in the car or not, you may have been, I don't quite remember. But we were traveling along the Hume Highway, we were traveling from, uh, from Port Macquarie to Ballarat and we were past somewhere between Goulburn and Whoop Whoop somewhere out that way. It's pretty vast out there. And I remember there was this long sweeping left curve that the highway took. And I remember the car, it was a 1993 Ford Falcon EB Phase 2. My dad had picked it up from Andrew Medici Motors. It was an ex-demo model, low kilometers, pristine. I love cars, you know, it's beautiful. You know, just a bit, but there was no traction control. And I remember we were driving along the highway, this sweeping left-hand curve, that will look right to you, but, and the road was a little bit wet, a little bit damp. I remember sitting in there, and I felt the rear of the car begin to, as we were traveling along about 100, 100 or so, a little bit over kilometers an hour, the rear of the car began to, began to lift. Has anyone been in that sort of situation? 
it's, it's scary. Especially when you're going fast. It began to lift, and all of a sudden we found ourselves, we did a 180, and we were traveling backwards, and we found ourselves going off the highway onto the gravel, backwards, facing the wrong direction. And I can remember we were sitting there in silence. trying to process what had just happened. And what had just happened is that we'd lost, we'd, lost dis, we'd lost traction. We'd lost traction. And we were no longer heading in the correct trajectory. We were facing the wrong direction for a time, we were moving in the wrong direction because we'd lost traction. See, this traction will do that. That's what this traction will do. But there's an antidote. Family, we... Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. I love the message version of this from Hebrews 12. Do you see what, these mean, what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Hear me, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race that we're in. The author and the perfecter of our faith, of your faith. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. The cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the heavenly place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility that he plowed through. And that will shoot adrenaline through your souls. Amen. Can I hear an Amen. This is, this, is the, this is the glory of it. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. So we're not out by the degree or the half a degree or the two degrees. We keep our eyes fixed on him. That's exciting. Because then we can walk through and journey through. And I'm, I'm on a journey like I'm just trying to figure it all out as well. I haven't worked it all out. I'm on a journey. But my, my life is yielded to the Lord in such a way where I... Pastor Michael Dumas the other night at the, the conference, he said, I have a holy obsession with Jesus. What an obsession to have. 
I want that. I want more and more and more of him because he's all we've got. There's so much in this world that offers itself to us, but Jesus is all we've got and it's all we need. Who wants him this morning? Who wants more of him? Who wants more of him? Come on. Let his spirit stir you this morning. Breathe him in. Drink him in. There's nothing else. We're in a time I was just reading recently about Smith Wigglesworth prophesied in the last few years of his life that Australia was going to be the the final place of of a revival on the earth. Now, who knows exactly what that looks like, but I know it's going to start in the church. See, this is where the revival starts. And then it flows out. And then it touches the lives of unbelievers. That's awesome. That means we have an opportunity now to lean in, to posture ourselves into that place and that position where we say, God, all I want is you. Perfecter, author, this is exciting. He creates, he creates, and he sustains your faith. He creates it, he sustains it. He creates it, he sustains it, he sustains it. So we fix on our eyes on Jesus, our attention, our posturing, our leaning in, our pouring out, our listening, our eating, our sleeping, our breathing. It all focuses on Jesus. In a, couple of, a couple of months ago, Pastor Hartley asked me to share at the, um, the men's breakfast and uh, just a little bit about worship and the journey of worship. And, and, and usually when someone asks that, I, I tend to talk about maybe some journey around, around music and that, how that connects with, with uh, my life and the Lord. And, but I felt the Lord just say, shepherd. And ever since then, I've had this passage resonating in my spirit. I can't shake it. And it's from John chapter 10, and it's in verse 27. So keeping on the theme of keeping our eyes fixed, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He said, my sheep, that's us, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand. Now, we, we've probably read this passage more than once. <laughs> my sheep listen to my voice. Jesus says, I know them, so he knows you, and we follow him. We follow him. See, shepherding was was done very differently in those days, a couple of thousand years ago. It was the shepherd moving along the field saying, come on, or whatever the Aramaic Greek was, and the sheep would hear the voice and respond. Another shepherd may be calling out in another field, the sheep wouldn't respond because that shepherd's sheep knew the sound of their master, of their shepherd. And the sheep would follow. Now it's all about getting behind the sheep and hustling them and pushing them with machinery and whatever else and dogs and whips. Back then it was, it was an organic relational process. My sheep know my voice. I was in uh, the living room the other day and I heard a voice call out, 
Hey, Dad. It's like, oh, okay. Someone said Dad. And it was Soph. I didn't know what she said, but I knew her voice. You see, there's a sound, and I got up and went to see what was, what was wrong. There's a sound in the voice of Jesus. We may not always know completely how that is being articulated, but there is a sound that we must attune our ears to. See, we know his voice, we know the sound of his voice, and we follow him. Why do we follow him? Because we trust him. We have faith in him. We know that he'll lead us beside the still waters. He'll lead us to the green pastures. He'll make us lie down. We trust him that he will do that. You see, trust, trust is one of the greatest catalysts for intimacy. I'll say that again just in case you didn't get it. Trust is one of the greatest catalysts for intimacy. The same as mistrust is one of the greatest catalysts for broken marriages. Trust is such an important part of our walk with Jesus. Because trust will lead to intimacy with him. Trust leads to intimacy and faithfulness. Both of which are incredibly important in our walk with the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, again, a verse you're going to know, but it's profound. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. See, now we begin to see a change occur. We know that we fix our eyes on him. Guys, we, we've got to get our senses pointed to him. Our eyes, our ears, and our hearts. Everything. We don't want to miss it. And it's not by striving and getting yourselves confused. And It's about actually just resting in that place with him. The, the breakthrough and the revelation is in the, the still waters, the green pastures. <laughs> it's the daily worship. When we, and it was just beautiful this morning, worship, corporate worship. It's just, you know, there's an anointing in this place where we, there's, no, there's no try to, there's no kind of, there's no fabrication. It's just into the things of God. And that's what it should be like in our day-to-day lives, just that place where it's a posturing and a settling into the things of God and we worship Him. We just worship Him. We settle in and we posture ourselves in to a place of presence with Him. That's where it's at. So we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We're trusting Him with all of our hearts. So what that means is that our vision, like I just said before, our vision in, is, is on Him. Our ears are attuned to Him, and now our heart is consumed by Him. God, you have our full attention. Does He have your full attention, friends? 
when he has your full attention, this is the, the, the exchange that happens in the kingdom. When he has your full attention, you can't help but posture in and lean in and worship him and want more and more and more and more and more and more of him. Can't help it. God can't resist himself. His word won't return void. He can't help it. Trust leads to intimacy. Intimacy influences our day-to-day worship. And our worship becomes an expression of the relationship with him. And that cycle grows deeper. It's an exchange. It's no longer all about us. It's about him. God responds to your seeking and to your following and to your trust in him. He sees your posturing towards him. He sees your heart, not your effort. Intimacy with him is not about effort. Religion is about effort. Relationship is about trust. And everything in his character is to bring about breakthrough and increase and purpose even when he's, even when he's shifting things. And I know some of you, I can, I can see it in the room, some of you are going through shifts right now and you're saying, God, what does this all look like? I speak trust and I speak peace over you. Friends, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Intimacy with him will flow into a life, a life of peace and fruitfulness. Isaiah 23 verse 6. You, it's talking about the Lord, will keep, listen to this, will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I'm on the home straight. We're in a we're in a, a shift at the moment where it's gonna take not effort, but a posturing in, a leaning in so that intimacy can grow and trust can develop in our lives towards the things of God. Those incremental shifts. For some of you, the world has battered. There's been disappointment. Striving can sometimes taint your walk, maybe even doubt and fear. But I wrote this out, and I believe it's a word from God for this time. God is greater than all of that. He's saying, come with me. He's saying, come be with me. Now is the time to allow my spirit to break off chains of oppression. Now is the time to walk in complete trust of who I am and what I'm doing. Now is the time to worship me in complete abandonment and intimacy to my spirit, trusting who I say I am. Now is the time, now is the time, now is the time, he is saying, to let go of hindrances to anything that may hinder and the sin that could so easily entangle. Now is the time to lift your eyes to heaven and to partner with the one who can do all things. Now is the time for the sons of glory to be revealed to a hurting world. Now is the time to be with me. Now is the time to put aside the things of the flesh, to stop jostling for position, for titles, stop 
stop finding identity in what you do and what you don't do. Now is the time to run with perseverance. The race set before you. Now is the time to focus and have attention on the things of him. Now is the time to rest in my promises. Now is the time to be with me. Amen. 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 Come on. Give him a hand of praise. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just, we just receive that. Why don't you just lift your hands to the Lord right now? Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. There are people in this room that have, they've been knocked around. They've been battered. I've been there. As Nat said, walk through the fire, come out refined. I pray right now, those that have experienced this, the, the turmoil and the pain, that, Lord, you would be the lifter of our heads. Lord, those that are, that are, that are, that are struggling with some pain and some, some confusion, God, right now those chains would be broken. Right now. Whew. Lord, chains of oppression are broken off in Jesus' name. I speak a clarity of mind over people in Jesus' name that are clouded, that are confused. If there's any doubt and fear, those chains would be broken off in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We say no more. God, we come in line with your purpose. We come in line with your presence. God, we make those incremental shifts, those one degree, two degree shifts to the purposes and plans of you and you alone. God, we tune our ears to the things of you, Lord. At this time, hallelujah. Lord, we want more of you, more of you, more of you, God. Holy Spirit, just move across this place, move across your people with yielded hearts, God. With yielded hearts, God, with yielded lives. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Thank you, Lord. Just in these moments, just... Just allow the Spirit to do work. Bring a refreshing, bring an alignment. See, God, where do those shifts need to be, those little moves, those little incremental shifts? God, show them. I'm going to posture in. I'm going to posture in. I'm going to lean in. Hey. Oh, more God. It's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. Abandon, God, to the things of you. Oh, how we need you, God, at this time. Lord, we put aside flesh. Break it off. happening. There's shifts happening right now. With a yielded heart, a yielded spirit. Thank you, God. Some of you had your attention on things of the world, dead things of the world. Zio, I'm not 
There's people in here that are walking through some family struggles and breakdowns. It's kept you distracted. Oh, it's kept you distracted. Who is that? Who's walking through a family issue right now at the back there? Just If you're around her, just put, put your hand on, on her. At the, if you wouldn't mind, sister, if you're a believer, place your hand. Let's pray for you. Jesus, in your name, I just speak breakthrough over this lady, over her relations. We speak an alignment in Jesus' name. You know, the enemy's after broken relationships at, the, at this. Whew. Father, whoa, God, just breathe your life into this lady's family in Jesus' name. We say restored relationships, restored relationships. We put aside distraction of those, of those broken relationships in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for restored relationships. I want to speak over you this morning that where the enemies tried to bring undone relationships, we speak restoration in that. Come on. If that's you this morning, lean into that. Lean into that place of restoration and healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lean in. Turn your eyes to Him. Attune your ears to Him. Lean your heart towards Him. He loves you, He loves you, He loves you.